0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: My daddy served in the army. He lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation. That Clearly, big black eye, man, we lit up your world
0: like that you Greetings and good morning to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyce, and you're listening to the Vigilant American brought to you by Benelli Firearms and the McQuinney Gun Club, and alongside me this morning we've got our good buddy. Chris Siegel. Hey Chris, how are you? Doing good, Jason. Yourself? I'm doing fine. You even got the Vanelli T shirt on. Yes, sir. So that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I can afford the T shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't afford the firearm, but I can probably
0: afford the T shirt. Um first thing I gotta get this right out of the way. Um, it would appear to me that the participation trophy mentality has made its way to our fine American Navy. I'm sorry, folks, if you served in the Navy, if you have loved ones in the Navy, I know there's no logic in generalizations, uh, but if you got a big complaint about what I'm going to say, my name is really Nick Hart, and I can be contacted <laughs> here at the McQueenie Gun Club. No, folks, I'm sorry. Did you see all the guns they don't call them guns. Well, we didn't call them guns. They call them firearms. But did you see all the weaponry they had on those patrol boats? And I didn't see how many Iranians there were, but it looked like a fair fight to me. And you could be saying, well, Jason, you don't know. You weren't there. You've never been in that situation. Um, au contraire. It was not on a boat in the middle of the Persian Gulf, but in the early days of the Gulf War, uh, n- none of you all will remember this. But there was a little weird battle called the Battle of Kokchi on the Saudi Arabian-Kuwaiti border. The Iraqis actually came into Saudi Arabia first, and we went up there uh, with the Humvee team. That was only four of us, and along the way, we, it's hard to believe, Chris, but in 1991, the Syrians were on our side. The Syrians were actually allies, um, and they stopped us on the way up and were telling us, hey, you need to put your guns down and step away from the Humvee. And we were like, make us. Okay, we're going up the coffee, <laughs> chief. You're not going to stop us unless you're willing to engage in a shootout with us. And of course, and we just, I, I'm sorry, um, I, I, I saw the pictures and uh, whatever happened to don't
1: give up the ship. I, I I have no idea. I I wasn't there, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> cast judgment on it. I, I'm trying to think of the name of the ship that we lost in the uh, it was captured before the intelligence ship.
0: Mm. Remember
1: that? Coast of Vietnam or Korea? Where was that at? I years and years and years, years, years ago. Pueblo. The Pueblo. Yeah, yeah absolutely Pueblo. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. That's know why that. we have to do the show together. Right. You know, I like that <laughs> you remembered it. You're the Pueblo. That's right. I have no idea, but I can tell you that I don't think if we had if we'd had a strong president, a strong a strong international president, that incident wouldn't have happened. I
0: agree. I think it's this entire uh, what people I think are calling the Ferguson effect. Yes, you're just afraid what was what was the point of all the training? What was no the point of learning how to use um those automatic weapons? I saw pictures those patrol boats are stacked, man, those things are loaded for bear, unbelievable. I'm sorry, look
1: I know what you're thinking
0: you don't and you're right, Chris, you're right. I wasn't there. I personally
1: uh-huh. think it was a political football because I think our president used the made the statement that we got those sailors back because of the Iranian deal that we broke around. I don't know. I don't know if we've got the boats back yet. <laughs> I don't know either. I <laughs> or what they're gonna have left of them. You know, kind like, of like leaving a fifty seven Chevy parked outside your house on the border. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be long gone. Hey
0: yeah. oh, folks. Um uh, the name of the show today is called FAQ. Look, we we all have questions about guns, myself included. Um there are there is, thankfully, um a renaissance, I believe in how people feel about owning firearms um as people have pointed out quite correctly our our president has been the greatest asset to gun club and gun manufacturers and people that sell guns and ammunition that we've ever had Um, i honestly do believe that if um, if, uh, justice roberts went to president obama on tuesday since it's a federal holiday on monday and said hey president we found this." crazy thing in the Constitution. Never, never, no one's ever found it before. It allows you to immediately suspend the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and confiscate everyone's firearms. I do believe you
1: would say, well, let's get started. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'll, I'll go along with that. Uh, at that point in time, I think we'd have some severe uprisings. In this I would thing. agree.
0: And... um um if you agree with that statement, my name is Jason Dyes. If you were offended by the Navy <laughs> say, my name is Nick Hart. Um all right, hey folks, let's talk about this first of all. We got a CHL CHL class going on today. Now I, I I it was not a gigantic sample group, Chris. I have a very um wonderful, um politically diverse family. Um I'm adopted, uh my brother's adopted, my sister's adopted. Um my sister Rachel, we call her my white sister because she was like the one that came out of my mom, you know. Like, what? Well, I had a weird one. Uh, so I asked some of my friends and family and stuff like that uh, what questions they would have. None of them have a CHL. None of them – I don't think – my parents don't own a firearm. Uh, I won't tell you their address. Like, hey, what a great house to go up. My sister won't have them in the house, um, although her husband keeps his hunting stuff. Whatever. Um, and my brother lives in Baltimore, so the only people that have guns in Baltimore are the criminals So let's start with some frequently asked questions. Here was my first favorite question, and I know you're going to love this one. I can see you smiling already. One of my family members, I wanted to identify who it was. Actually, it was in law, as I call them the outlaws. Why would anybody
1: want to carry a gun? Because the police, it's gone past the point where the police can protect you. It's just very simple. Uh, When Texas first initiated CHL carry, uh, the decline in rapes and armed robberies, burglaries, home invasions, it was catastrophic. They just they just went way, 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 way down. Every state that has instituted concealed carry has seen a drop in crime, yeah. huge drops in crime, especially the, the physical crimes of rape, assault, et
0: cetera, et cetera. Another great comment. I don't want to be at the grocery store um, when people all around me have guns. I know. This is my family,
1: not yours. Uh, you know, it, it it's kind of like uh, they did up north in the communist eastern seaboard there after Sandy Hook, when they published all the uh, thousands of names of people that had concealed carry permits because they wanted to make sure – they thought that all those folks' neighbors had a right to know that they were living next to somebody with a gun. I'm sorry. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's craziness. It is crazy. Nowhere where there is a proliferation of firearms does the crime rate go up. Now, you, you, Chicago has the strictest gun control laws in the country. You want to stop crime there? You're not going to. You know, you take it away from the, from the uh, honest people, the clerks still have them. They have massive firearm control. Washington D.C. You can go on and name and name and name, and yet they continue to skew the facts. They take they take partial partial uh, data out of the uh, Justice Department records and reports and report it as fact. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you, I've,
0: I've made this variety of this joke. On occasion, I, in, 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 to make it a contemporary joke, I would feel safer walking down a city in a uh, city street in Mexico with a T-shirt that said "I turned in El Chapo" versus walking down a street in Chicago right oh, yeah. about now. So, all right, a couple questions that when people get past the why, and one other thing, is that guy H E B standing outside there to police up the open carry? Rules. Have you noticed they've got this guy in H-E-B now? He's got on a black shirt with a Texas flag on it. He's kind of helping move the carts. and you know, I've never seen him before at my H-E-B, and I'm wondering, do they really think they need someone that's there to say, hey, you're not allowed to bring it? I have, have no go. idea.
1: I saw the uh, the open carry signs that they posted, and I'll tell you straight out that I think you'd win that case in a court <laughs> of law because uh, the Spanish is posted on the lower left glass panel. <laughs> of the entry doors and the English is posted on the lower right panel of the glass doors. And we're talking, the signs go right down to the cement and they're off white letters so that when you look through the glass, it kind of blends in with the floor. <laughs> That's not in keeping with conspicuously posted. No, it's not. So, but I'm not going to, Yeah, I, not. I was just noticed that I
0: just saw there's a guy standing up there with the black shirt on, Looked kind of like a security guard. I'm like, come on, give me a break. We're in Texas. Yeah. All right. Let's say um, uh, one of these people, one of my misguided beautiful family members finally decides, okay, I'm, I'm going to uh, you know, legally purchase a firearm. I know there are a lot of questions they had. Um, first of all, if someone wants to take a CHL class, are they able to start carrying that concealed handgun the day of class?
1: No, sir. No, there's two fees and two things you have to do. You've got to take the class. You've got to pass the test on proficiency. It's not rocket science. It's common sense. It's just basic shooting. Uh, Pay attention in class. You will have no trouble with the 25-question test. Then you have to fill out your application. You can fill it out before DPS, but you can't send your CHL100 in. That's the document you get after the class is over until that class is completed and we sign off on it. After that, you have about a four to five and a half week wait period before that license comes in the mail.
0: Awesome. Um another another question that people I'm sure have, uh it relates to open carry. Nick's talked about it a little bit. There's some limitations though. You you can't Sling a rifle across your back, you can't have a pistol in your mouth when you, you know, run into an yeah. There's some pretty specific limitations on how you carry openly. I have not seen anybody doing it, by the way. Yeah, this is a blog radio, right? Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> My opinion on open carry was kind of like penis envy. Uh, mine's bigger than yours, and I'm going to show you now. But that's, that's beside the point. Uh, it's a law. I respect that law. You can carry open carry in two places on your body, exposed in a shoulder holster and exposed in a belt that, a holster that is right on your belt. Right. You can't drop leg it; it has to be on the belt. If you're in a vehicle and you're carrying openly, that gun has got to be in that shoulder holster or that belt holster. It can't be sitting on the seat beside you. Um, you can carry conceal on the public driveways, sidewalks, parking lot, parking garages of many places. Open carry, you will not be able to do that in many locations. So you need to check the laws. If you have your CHL license, which is now considered a license to carry, go to the DPS website, look at the new legislation. It's very easy to read. A sixth grader can read that stuff and understand it and figure out where you're where you're legal to carry openly. All right.
0: Um, when, uh, this was something that I honestly didn't know until I started doing the show. Uh, this was a question that someone had. When you come to the CHL class, I know it's going to sound like a crazy question, but it was, do you actually shoot?
1: Yes, yeah. You will shoot after the classes. Uh, when we've gone through the, the, the four or the five modules that we have to teach you, then we will go to the range. So you will shoot 50 rounds total. You'll shoot 20 at 3 yards, 20 at 7 yards, and then an additional 10 rounds at 15 yards. The way the scoring is set up and the size of the B27 target most everyone is qualified at the end of seven yards. You have to score 175 out of 250. It's really hard to fail that that shooting test. Now, we have had several people over the last year that didn't pass on the first time, and what we did with them is we just took them aside after class, we ran them through about 45 minutes of how to obtain a sight picture, et cetera, et cetera, and they cleaned the course. They all scored above 200. We have many people... Um, for some reason, sometimes we don't always uh, the people that sign these folks up in our classes don't always clarify or, or quantify if they have had firearms training. I had a lady at my last class last uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Great in class, no problems, and she came to me just before calls and said, "By the way, I've never shot a gun before." <laughs> <laughs> so we we put an R as one of our instructor RSOs with her to you know, show her the, the basic how to handle it. She shot 225 out of 250 oh, hey, with a revolver, a snub-nosed revolver, so oh, she had natural ability. But,
0: yeah. Awesome. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're doing a FAQ today. We all have questions about guns. We all have questions about um, the, the, there are many new laws that are in place. Uh, I'm glad that we live in a bit of, a, I think, a gun-friendly state. <laughs> Which is the great state of uh, Texas. But there are still people out there, as I'm sure you can attest, Chris, that have not ever taken a CHL class, that have never, like you just said, a lady never shot uh, a handgun. Well, it's
1: gun friendly until you get up to the communist city of Austin. <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> I was going to say. Um, we'll keep our conversation going. And we'll do so right after this. take make There ain't no practice runs <laughs> in life. Welcome back to the Vigilant American, the only online radio show in New Braunfels that talks about the safe use of firearms and, of course, enjoying them. I, I like shooting. I find it very, oh, yeah. very yeah. relaxing. I really do. It, it, it's meticulous. I go home. I have to clean uh, my weapons. It's, I don't know. It's just like some people enjoy hitting golf balls. I enjoy um, shooting. Um obviously, because I do it a lot, Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, the McQueenie Gun Club, where we're broadcasting live from this morning, and of course, Benelli Firearms. Great firearms, nice t-shirts, and uh, you can come see the great line of Benelli Firearms right here at the McQueenie Gun Club. And of course, if you have not been, we had a lot of new listeners last week. Uh, We had the candidate on for a sheriff, Mm -hmm. Dr. Walker on, and I noticed the, the listens went way up, so he must have shared that with the people on his Facebook and his social sites. And so, if you're tuning in this week, they are just kind of curious um, about about guns and gun safety and gun regulations, I really do want to encourage you to come on over to the McQueen Gun Club. Don't come on Monday, because they're closed on Monday. Uh, someone told me that, and I'm like, uh, ever heard of a website? It's right there on their website. They're closed on Monday. <laughs> so um, you can do that. Uh, just don't come on Monday, but you can come the rest of the week. They'd be very happy to see you and get you on a range. All right. Uh, back to this. Um once a person uh, – oh, this is another question somebody had. We were talking about uh, the, the folks from Oregon. If somebody lives lived out of state and has moved here and does not have a Texas driver's license yet, can they get a Texas CHO?
1: Yes, they can. But it won't be honored in all the states that your mm-hmm. resident Texas CHO would be honored. Uh, states like Colorado, Florida, and a few more only honor the Texas resident CHLs, and so if we've had, there's been a couple occasions people come from out of state, get stationed in San Antonio, they get their Texas CHL, they travel to one of these unfriendly states, and then they get, somehow get jammed up, they find out, the enforcement finds out that they have a weapon, and they get arrested for unlawful carrying a weapon because their Texas CHL is a non-resident CHL. You just need to know the laws of where you're going. That was I, I, I held up my three by five card. I so "I'm not going
0: to play poker with you ever because you read my mind." Uh, that was my next question. Actually, if I have a Texas CHL, I'm a Texas resident. Um, can I drive to New Orleans and carry my handgun concealed in
1: New Orleans or in Baton Rouge? Is it just a state by state thing? It's you need you can. We have reciprocity with uh, Louisiana. You would need to follow their their uh, concealed carry laws or their open carry laws, however it sets. I'm not an expert on anything outside of Texas, and I won't say anything about any, any of the laws. But well, all I can suggest is if you go through another state or to another state or city, just check the gun laws. Yeah. This is one of the great debates of all
0: time. Um, somebody getting their first handgun, and, again, I'm not picking on The ladies, and I think we may have had this question before. I know there's no right or wrong answer to this, but if it were my mom, 30 years old, still pretty, good shape. Maybe she gets hit on the head at H-E-B, gets mugged, has her watch taken. Um, They'd probably get away with like six bucks. But anyway, you know what, that's it. I'm I'm going to go ahead and get myself a handgun,
1: revolver or semi-automatic. Can't answer it. We get the, that that falls into that same category as what gun's best for me. There's no way to answer it. Uh, if if you've got great coordination, hand-eye coordination, your hands are strong, uh, definitely to me some automatic because your magazine capacity is greater. Some uh, older people, some some younger people, some have trouble with the pulling the charging that thing by pulling the slide back. Some of the smaller guns have really strong recoil springs. A revolver is stupid proof, pretty much. Yeah. You just pull the trigger, and it goes bang five or six times, and that's it. There's, you're not going to jam it up very often. So it just doesn't happen that way. When I was teaching cops, I would spend eight hours instructing law enforcement to qualify, to, to tell them everything that could happen with a revolver and qualify them. When we went to semi-automatics decades ago, that automatically jumped to a minimum of 40 hours because of the other all the little intricacies of...
0: Firing some of them. Yeah, it's kind of an ironic thing. The last time I shot, I was telling the guys I was with, uh, as I call it, I have the Hyundai of firearms, the Taurus, uh, 9mm. And I said, hey, look, it's a great firearm. It's never jammed. I fired hundreds and hundreds of rounds, it never jammed. First shot. It jams <laughs> so it's you not know, all I could think of was if I had to use this one time uh, to protect myself uh, and the stupid thing. Yeah, of course I was using the crappy rounds to 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 waste the rounds downrange. So maybe it wouldn't have happened with the nice rounds that I use that I carry uh, with me most times. Um very important question, one that a lot of people I'm sure come into CH, I'm sure you've heard it a zillion times. When is it legal, not like the term y'all use, to draw down on somebody?
1: Depending on the law, you You have your CHL laws. You have the legal right to protect yourself, a third person, in some cases, your property, and in fewer cases, somebody else's property. Uh, Not going to go into a lot of legalities today. That's what we teach in CHL class. That's why that particular section, use of force and legal and liability issues, takes up to about three hours, three and a half hours. We go into it pretty extensively. You've just got to take the course and know. Um, and this, of course, is uh, this is one of those uh, questions that I'm
0: asking because I think people need to know the answer to it. But I think I know what you're going to say. But I think you would agree that getting your CHL is the beginning, not the end. That you should continue to take other classes. You should continue to train. You should continue to fire pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. And as you always talk about, situational awareness. Think about where you go, what you do, and how you would react in a situation where you had to actually draw your firearm.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I, we should have changed the, the nomenclature at the very beginning of the show. It's no longer called a CHL. It's, it's an that's LTC, right. a license to carry. Anyway, that's just a, a little tidbit. Um Run that question to because I just drew a blank.
0: <laughs> oh, I, would, I would think you would agree that getting your CHL oh, yes. is not the beginning. It, yes. It's not the end. It's the beginning. The,
1: the CHL thing. program is a remarkable, the LTC program, because you can make of it what you want. Uh, I will tell you that if 10 of you go out there and you get your CHL and all 10 of you get in a deadly force incident, if you do not train, eight of you will be dead or in the hospital. It just doesn't work that way. You do not rise to the occasion. You will fall back to your level of training. Now, I will not argue with you that having your CHL license, even if you're not that competent with a weapon, gives you increased confidence. That confidence translates in a little bit different body language, and that difference in your body language alone can deselect you out of that criminal victim pool. They can overlook you at that point in time. So there are good things that come with it. But as far as, as actual getting down in the geometry, if you have to go to the dance, if you don't train, it's just not going to work well. If they're within seven yards of you and they run at you and pull a knife, if you haven't are aware that something's wrong and that weapon isn't out already, you're going to get cut yep. because it's going to take you a second to a second and a half to react. They're already on you. And the thing of it is, your normal distance for conflict comes at around six feet, hmm. and that,
0: that space can be made up by anybody pretty quickly, especially at a determined criminal. You can make space,
1: yeah. yeah. And and you as a victim can make space. You just need to get inside their loop. So if someone
0: already has their their LTC and they're listening to this show, what are some of the other classes that we offer here that you think would be beneficial?
1: Uh, Personal Protection Inside the Home, which is an NRA course. Another NRA course. After that one is Personal Protection Outside the Home. Then I would go into Advanced Carry. That's a pretty extensive course. We teach it. You'll spend about three hours with me in the classroom. I'll teach you about the geometry of the dance, OODA loop, why it's protocol, threat vectors, situational awareness, how not to be a victim, body language, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You'll spend a few hours with Jason. He's our, our hands-on guy. The other Jason.
0: Yep. Jason.
1: <laughs> the other Jason, and he'll teach you how to make space. Nothing complicated, no rocket science, just common sense. And then you'll spend a few hours with Nick. He'll teach you to be a better pistolero, how to shoot on the move, how to shoot on the run, uh, just all different sorts of stuff.
0: You know, I um, I do a show on Friday, a uh, totally different show, and I can attest to this concept of training, and muscle memory, and habit. Uh, we do the show on the Internet. We broadcast the show on the internet. The show I did yesterday goes live at eleven AM. At eleven at ten fifty seven, I lost every bit of internet connectivity in my house. Everything went. I had to reset the router, reset the modem, reset the computer, reset all the bumps and stuff. It's a much more complicated show that I do on Friday. And everything went off perfectly at eleven. And I realized it was only because I've done it so many times. I just went right back, like you said, I didn't panic. And I saw the little thing on my computer go dark, which meant there's no Internet connection, and I just methodically put everything back together. And that's nothing compared to somebody walking up to you at a restaurant with your family with a knife saying, hand over your cell phones and all your money and all your jewelry. It's a completely different thing. And so I would completely echo uh, what Chris says. Um, Even if you have your LTC and you've had it for a long time. Uh you'll be a better vigilant citizen if you will consistently come and do training. And it's not crazy expensive. No, I mean it's it's, it's it's reasonable and it's in a beautiful
1: facility. Yep, yeah. It's a fun day. It, it, it costs a few dollars. You'll have you shoot lots of ammo. You learn some new stuff. It's a good fellowship, good friendship and, and it it just increases your confidence. Absolutely. And it's, it, and you can't put a price on your skill, upping your skills to save your life, protect your life, your your families. Absolutely. Hey, we, like I said, when
0: we started doing the show, and I wonder what we're going to talk about, I, I I made kind of a, a bit of black humor that there's always some mass shooting. Um, once again, this week over in, in, I guess, in Africa at that hotel, another 20 people just minding their own business and joining vacation, uh, and that was going to be uh, the new segment that we're going to start. I'll start it this week. It's called Rapid Fire. Uh, we're just going to talk very quickly about something that's on our heart or on our mind, and I wrote down open carry. We, I can't believe there are people – Nick talked about it last week. He was in Virginia recently and saw a lot of people with open carry. Um, there are people in Texas, especially in the uh, Commonwealth of Austin, um, that don't want people to have open carry on campus and stuff like that. Let me tell you, folks, we have always – had open carry in this country all you have to do is jump on youtube and look up robberies in progress the criminals have always been willing to open carry their rifles we had these two knuckleheads in san bernardino who openly carried two assault rifles into a ballroom of people trying to enjoy a christmas party or a holiday party the media can't get it straight when we all call it a christmas party again we won't have this problem Anymore True. in the country, and of course we had that idiot in Philadelphia who runs up to a police officer sitting in his car. My first thought was,
1: I know he hit him three times. He fired thirteen rounds, hit him three times. The officer, the officer was bleeding badly. He he put he put rounds into the guy and chased him. Yeah, that's that's one that officer's got a, a a huge warrior's mindset absolutely, and all I could think of was and
0: it did and and of course then of course, the American says it has nothing to do with Islam. Well, the guy is dressed and the up, mayors an and, idiot the, guy, the mayor's an idiot yeah. uh, but my my first thought was the idiot standing right there. I mean, I, the, the example I was thinking of, you're at McDonald's, and the person is right there. You could pretty much shoot that person in the head if you had to. What a, what a, what a total knucklehead. What a total... You um, know, I think
1: after the mayor said that, one of his other people came up and said, well, the guy at the, when we debriefed him, when we were questioning him, said it was because of Islam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, it had nothing to do with a gun. It, yeah. it, it, it's unbelievable. folks, the reason I put this show on the One City Under God channel is, yes, uh, you know, Chris is right. Whenever we have more access to firearms, the crime rate goes down. But I promise you, the one thing that we need more of in this country is a return to the sanity that used to be a Judeo-Christian culture that underscored every single thing that we did in America. And incrementally, we let it get away. Well, you can't, can't pray in school because one person might be offended. I mean, one generation ago, one generation ago, in sixth grade, I was Joseph. I was the brown Joseph, and my Mary, uh, Gina Jones, Korean girl, was Mary. And we sang a song, and we put the little manger together at Crestview Elementary down in Live Oak, Texas. Um, and nobody said a word. Yeah. And here we are, one generation later. And if you at a public school, you'll never hear "Merry Christmas."
1: No, and the thing, and the thing of it is, that a lot of people. I, I hear the comment all the time. Well, when do you think World War III is going to start? Well, it's started. already started. It started at Boston Marathon. It started at San Bernardino, Philadelphia. Christianity is under attack. Absolutely. It's fine to say say ugly things about Christians. You can say it all you want, but if you say something ugly about a Muslim... Then all of a sudden you're being political. It's we've gotten so far off center. It is it unbelievable, is just absolutely ridiculous. unbelievable. Hey folks, but hey, you can tune in every
0: week and hear me and Chris vent about it. <laughs> so, and more importantly, obviously, more importantly, you can get some great information about firearms and firearms safety. Um, we, like I said, we had the candidate. Sheriff, we're hoping to get some more candidates on. I've been talking to Mr. Congressman Miller uh, about coming on big Second Amendment supporter um, here in the, in the state legislature. Uh, my name is Jason Dyes, alongside Chris Siegel, and we're so glad you listened. You've been listening to the Vigilant American brought to you by the McQueenie Gun Club and Benelli Firearms. Until next week speak, we'll talk to you all next week.
1: The, 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 the that's all, folks. <laughs>